Joining me right now on Kumite TV is UFC light heavyweight juggernaut Khalil Roundtree. What's going on, Khalil? So I did cop. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> What's up, man? Uh, before we get into that fight talk, I want to ask you about uh, some new ink you got on your upper abdominal area, man. What's the story uh, you, behind that? <laughs> how do you know? Um, no, so, uh, yeah, I got a new Sakyant piece right here. Um, you know, Sakyants are really big here in Thailand. Um, you know, very, very big in the culture, Muay Thai culture, Buddhist culture, just in general. So, um, you know, the this one's just... A good protective piece. I got it right over my sternum, right over the heart. Just protect the heart in this in this whole journey. And uh, I got another one on my back a few months ago. So I just I'm collecting them, man. I I like it. <laughs> I like it. Was They're, that the first one you got with the bamboo stick? Yeah, yeah. So how this was one that? I got, you know what? It was painful because of the location, but uh, machine tattoos hurt a lot more. They're more a uh, scratchy, like burning type of feeling. This one is just, you know, poke, 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 poke. <laughs> so um, it was good. There's a guy, he like he lives in this little hut, kind of like surrounded by a bunch of trees and koi ponds. Super peaceful dude, and uh, he does really good work. So I got I got it from him. Shout out, Jane Tattoo. <laughs> yeah. All right, I want to go back to 2016, uh, a roller coaster year for you. You went through the, you know, the Ultimate Fighter season 23. You lost your first two fights in the UFC. You know, you look back at that year, you know, you were young in your career. Was there a lot of growth on your part during that time? Oh, 100%. And there still is a lot of growth. You know what I mean? Like, I think that a part of this entire journey is is growing. And, you know, even when we get to the top, I feel like if we're not growing, then we're not, like, we're not doing anything, you know? So, um, yeah, that was tough coming in and just having in my opinion having kind of like like there were like some high expectations right it's like knockouts and you know good good start to my career going the ultimate fighter coming back all this stuff dana white like oh this guy's gonna be a problem all this stuff and the fans listen to these things you know so um you know little did i know it's like there's 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 a lot of tough guys there's a lot of different you know there's holes in the game there's everything so yeah it was it was uh you know, it was a little tough in the beginning and, and a lot of growth learned in that year. Still growth happening every day. Well, after that, you seemed to find your footing. You got three first round finishes. What changed in you during that time, during that period? Um, I'd say like one of the most pivotal moments is one of the coaches that I met and he kind of just helped me snap into a more serious side of um of my game, you know, like it, it's, you know, like I have a huge heart for people and just like, you know, it's <laughs> that mixed with fighting. It's like, I couldn't really find like my balance. I couldn't find that switch, you know, to, to flip the switch and, and, and take it a hundred percent serious and, and all these things. So I met, I met a, a really close friend. He kind of took me in and, and helped me to kind of take my mentality to the next level, take a lot of things, um, my work ethic, all these things to the next level. And, and those are the results that came. Let's get into your last fight in November versus Johnny Walker. You went, you flew all the way to Argentina for that fight. Yep. The fight wasn't very long, but was there anything you took away from that fight, you know, from that setback? Uh, 
Yeah, man. Like when I when I first lost that fight, like like right walking to the back locker room, like I had never broken down that hard in my life. And it was because like I really did put a lot of hard work into that camp. I put my heart into that camp. And so it was upsetting for it to, you know, end so fast and have all of those hours of, of work, work, work. Um, and I think, uh, you know, there's been many takeaways. I'd be here for hours talking to you about, you know, the takeaways. But um, it definitely helped me to just realize that there's a lot of room to grow, always a lot of room to grow. And also, like, man, Johnny Walker's a big guy, man, you know, like. I saw his stats and stuff like that and his highlights and I'm like, okay, yeah, he's a big guy. But like once you're standing in front of Johnny Walker, just the way he carries himself, the athleticism, you know, like it, it kind of shut me down a little bit. So, um, yeah, like I, I had to look at that and be like, well, you did go against a monster and then to go see him and perform like him perform the way he has been. Um, that's been kind of like, a testament to my own inner dialogue. I'm like, yeah, he's a big guy, you know, like I wanted to see how other guys did against him. And, um, you know, they, a lot of people have the same problem. Misha Serkinov, the other guy, like you get in front of him, he kind of shut down, man. Like he's big. So, um, it was, uh, yeah, it, yeah. A lot, most, most of the takeaway was just to, to continue to work, continue to, to build myself, continue to, you know, get new tools and, and learn and grow. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Johnny Walker's potential? Do you think he could be a threat to a John Jones? Yeah, I think Johnny Walker could be a threat to anybody, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that you know, with with his his character, his charisma, his drive, his size, his power, like strength, like in my opinion, the guy's the full package. You know, like he's he's got a lot of stuff. I like. I really. I really think that uh, I really think that he can be a, a gigantic threat to um, you know to the entire division, um, and so long as he continues to do his job and and work and grow and get better, I think that I think he has everything it takes to get to the top, hundred percent. After that fight, you're spotted in Thailand. Well, you're in Thailand right now. Not long after, you've been there ever since. What took you out there? Uh, after the Johnny Walker fight, you know, looking at the the technical side of things i realized you know like how i got shut down in the clinch um granted like i said he's a huge guy but um i just remember watching the tape and looking at myself and realizing that when i was stuck in that position i really you know i wasn't used to um to being there and so uh i analyzed and, and recognized a, a hole in my game especially being a striker um and you know clinching is a part of Muay Thai right so um I was just like you know what like I got some time I don't really know when I'm gonna fight again so I took the time to learn and I wanted to learn from the source so um also that mixed with you know like um I knew a couple guys that had lived in Thailand before and they had this like this discipline about them and um I knew that they, they got it from here and so I wanted to have an experience it for myself and then ended up falling in love with this place man yeah Pechindi Muay Thai that's the first place I think you went out to Sam A Pech Dam spent some time out there how long how long were you out there uh I was at Pechindi about two and a half to three months um I literally only went with a one month plan to just go there for a month and train and then come back to some MMA um but 
I landed there the first day I got there, they were just so welcoming, man. Like they'd never seen a guy my size before. So that was huge to them. They were just like, just like, Oh, mockery. Like they just, they loved messing with me. They loved clinching with me. It was just like, every time I walked into the, into the training room, like these guys would kick me, punch me. Like they just never seen a guy my size. And so they were so intrigued. And so that to me was like really welcoming because all of those guys have a great sense of humor and just a great mentality towards training. So once I integrated with them and, and started training with them, um, it, that's what caused me to just want to be there for a little bit longer and pick up as much as I can until, uh, until I got booked to fight. Now you're booked to fight. You're sitting in Phuket. You're at Tiger Muay Thai. What made you plant your feet there to prepare for UFC 236? Um, so like I said, like landing at Pechendi and having, having the, the open arms, you know, welcome and just the entire Thai vibe, you know, just being here in Thailand for me, so it did something for my heart. It really like, it, it showed me a different side of myself, a different discipline, a different, you know, a different motivation. And I needed that, especially at this point in my career, I needed something to, kind of light a fire under my ass again especially after a big loss so um you know i i wanted to train here but uh there's not many bodies and many like big um mma gyms in in bangkok so i told myself that i would come to phuket and at least give 10 days and uh just see you know at that when i chose i hadn't i had enough time so i was like okay i'll go just 10 days and uh give it a shot and see how it goes and then once i got here um the work it was good. George and Frank were super welcoming, super helpful, um, you know. And I just was like, "All right, <laughs> I guess I'm here. <laughs> I guess I'm here, man." And then that's how it's been. And um, the tiger, the tiger guys, and the people, and the, the the people that come by, even for just a week, like elite wrestlers. You got Chechen guys, Russian guys. You got the Thais who are just crazy at everything they do, striking and. Um, there's just a, a, a great level and a great mixture of people um, cycling through, not just here, not getting used to the same bodies, but there's constant waves and cycles of, of, of good talent. So um, very glad that I chose to stay. It seems like when you step into a new environment, you get acclimated real fast, which is beneficial for a fighter that's going to a new camp, right? Cop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of like um, I'm 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 real like like chameleon esque, right? Like no matter where I go, um, you know, I I don't really carry this. Um, this is who I am, and it'll never change. You know, like I I really love to blend and adapt into my environments, and um, yeah, and this is this has been a place where the blending and adapting has it's brought me um, it's brought me a big sense of like just life man you know like the the ties are they're in my heart like they're a special type of people and yeah <laughs> for sure Amen. well let's talk about your upcoming opponent eric anders what are your thoughts on him um i think eric is a strong guy i think he's smart um i think he's hungry i think he's tough i think that he's skilled um I got nothing but good things to, to say about Eric, man. Like, um, you know, I, I've, I've ran into him a couple of times. We've had conversations like mutual friends. Um, 
I mean, I'm just really excited. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a really, really, really good good fight, a good matchup, you know? And I've, like, I've been training really hard and making sure that I'm just as smart and just as focused and just as prepared, like, just as disciplined. Like, I, you know, like, it, it, it's cool because it's called me to – it's called me to be everything that like I think about the guy. So um, all I can say is that I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm prepared. So it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's no doubt that this is a matchup that is fan friendly to the fullest first team, all violence type of potential. That's what people like <laughs> to say. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Many, you know, many people see a lot of similarities between you two, but what do you see in yourself that separates you from Anders? I know this might sound weird, but like, man, we're just like, we're two different types of people internally. You get what I'm saying? It's like externally and, and, and physically and just like athleticism and all of these things. Like it's very even, you know, in my, in my opinion, it's very even, but we're two different types of people, which in my opinion really makes for a good fight because it's like you have you know, like a pretty even matchup. You get what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. you got an even matchup in the physical realm. But and now I think it just comes down to like, man, you got two different types of people with pretty similar skills. Like it's, I'm even curious. I'm like, fuck man. Like what type of fight is this going to be? You know what I mean? So yeah, he's just, um, you know, he's a, he's a different dude with, you know, with some tools. So, yeah. You're, are you saying like it's kind of be it's gonna be more like a a psychological warfare in a way? It could, yeah, it could be, yeah, for sure, <laughs> it could be definitely. Um, yeah, I I think that um, I think that yeah, I think that this fight uh, this fight comes down to uh, this fight comes down to the mind. I think, yeah, yeah. for sure. Man. <laughs> I never, I never really like, you know, like spent too much time thinking about like, ah, what type of fight is this going to be? I just been more like, mm -hmm. you know, making sure that I'm in, I'm in working ready, sharp shape. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think it could be a, a good psychological game, you know? This is the first fight for you in 2019. What is the focus for you this year? Uh, I want to be active, man. Mm -hmm. I want to be active. You know, I like... I've had a up and down. I've had, I've had a lot of ups and downs in my whole career. Seven fights in the UFC, and still like you know, like people kind of know who I am. Some people don't. You know, it's like ah, we don't know what to expect from this guy. Sometimes people put all their money on me. Sometimes people are like, oh, this guy's gonna fucking lose. So I understand. Excuse my language. I understand like the ups and downs that I've had. Um, but I really, um, I really want to be active, man. More active, not just fighting, but like not just fighting in the octagon, but just more active um, with fans, with, you know, with UFC, just, just being more active and, and embracing my, um, you know, the, the, the gift, the opportunity that I have fighting with the UFC. A lot of times I think, okay, like I got to get serious and serious. And it's just like, man, I got to embrace the fact that I'm with the UFC right now and, and just be more active while I can. And yeah, so that's the goal. Just, just be active, man. All right. One last thing before I let you go. I know you are into music. You play the guitar. What is on your playlist 
for this training camp? What artists can you recommend to your fans to get down to? I would honestly, at the at the moment, I'm kind of embarrassed by my music selection. It's been all over the place. Um, I've been listening to this dude named uh, The Baby. He's from uh, North Carolina. Uh, I've been in Incubus lately. I've been in um, what else? A lot of just like just like high music. Adam Chanikan, season five. Um, what else has been bumping? Daniel Caesar. My mixtures. It just it really depends on the day, man. It depends on the day. Um, yeah, I get into uh, what else, man. There's been a lot of different things, a lot of different countries, like languages and stuff. Um, I like international music. Sometimes, like just listening to words. Um, to me, it's just like already I have too many thoughts going on. So if I don't know what they're saying and I can just vibe to it, it's good. So, yeah, I think I threw a couple names out there. <laughs> All right, April 13th, UFC 236, Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you for your time, Khalil, oh. and uh, good luck to you, sir. My pillai. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> My pillai. <laughs> Thank you.